Alright, this is episode four, Under the Magnifier album member. We're doing introductions because that's when you do your introductions, episode four, not episode one. <laughs> and I'm joined by Dark Odin, mm-hmm. and Sun Clover. Mm-hmm. That's me. I claim the husband <laughs> of the podcast host. Yeah. Yes, I am Jan's husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only sighted one here. Shun the non-believer, Shun! Shun! Is it too late for a Charlie the Unicorn reference? No. What is that like? Fifteen years ago? Can't believe Shun! Alright, focus people! Start with favorites and the least favorite book genres. And you can give like an example if you want. I think I started last time and I was just mystery. Murder mysteries, like James Patterson. Uh, I don't like romance. Not my favorite. Not just when that's the main type. Subtype's fine, but like if it's just romance, it's just porn in a book, I'm not interested. What about you guys? Alright, so we're doing what we like first? Yeah, like what, well you can do whichever you want first, just whatever genre you like or dislike in books. Okay, um, I like fiction and nonfiction. it doesn't matter which one. If it's supernatural, I like that kind of stuff. Like vampires and werewolves. I don't care too much for, um, well... I'm okay with the romance at all. It has to have action. It has to get me at the very beginning of it. I read um, House of Night, some other things. Just off-the-wall stuff. If it's mainstream, I don't care too much. Like, I read the Twilight books before they became mainstream. You liked them before they were cool? Yeah, I read them when I was in high school and all. But I I like action. I like supernatural. And that's the genre of books I like. Kind of stuff. It's different with TV shows and stuff. What but my thoughts? least favorite would be um. I don't have too much of a least favorite. Yeah, I, I think we all you had problems. I think you and Crick had the same problem last time with the like least favorite. Like, what would be a genre if you picked it up? You'd be like, eh. Like, slow. It if it's first. a slow, slow burning book. Slow oh, and burn. if it's too, if it's too, too descriptive, too destructive, and takes too long, I'm not gonna read it. There's not, like, a specific genre that you don't like. It's just, like, books that are a little draggy. Yeah, like the Bridgingtons. I really wanted to read that, but they had too many big words in it. Yeah, and it too did Too big words for me. <laughs> Clever said, too much exposition, too slow. Nah. Yep. Hi, <laughs> Odin. How about you? Uh, sci-fi, mainly Star Wars. Uh, I think last time I put in, I'd like to get into the Lord of the Rings. I haven't gotten to. I kind of touched on the book here and there. Authors right now, Claudia Gray is becoming one of my favorites, at least in the newer Star Wars. She's done a lot of good ones like the uh, the Lost Lost Stars. It's almost like a Romeo and Juliet one that I will be talking about in a podcast sooner or later. (laughs) (laughs) And from the older legends, Timothy Zane is a really good one. I like his his writing. I think he does some of the newer ones too. At least I'm pretty sure he does some of the newer uh, Thrawn ones. Hopefully he has. I will definitely check those out. So genre that I don't care for? Yeah, um, I mean, Clover, instead of saying genre, was like a book she doesn't care for. And she's like, the draggy, too descriptive kinds. So, I mean, we could go with something like that if it's not a specific that. genre. No. The ones that drag out ain't too bad for I me. Mean, I can I can sit through the ones that kind of drag out because I like putting the build. Uh, I like the ones where they build the whole backstory and you get a lot a lot more of the picture of where you're at and everything. That way you can picture it better. But probably a uh, romance or like suspense or something like that. Yeah. And the, the Lost Stars one isn't too bad as a Romeo and Juliet, I guess, because it is a Star Wars type Romeo and Juliet. But if it was just regular Romeo and Juliet, I probably wouldn't read it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like the main I've genre. I've watched those shows, but I've never read it. Yeah, like the main genre of sci-fi and the romance is a backstory, which isn't bad. I like. I hate it when the romance is front and center. Like that's yeah. the point. The plot is boy get with girl, and that's it. Like there's nothing else to them. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I can't sit through those. Clay in. What's your favorite, least favorite? Uh, specifically with books, I tend to lean towards fantasy. I really like writers along the lines of the uh, old Forgotten Realms books like R.A. Salvadori and others. I've read and kept up with Terry Crook's Sword of Truth series. I've really enjoyed that. Terry Goodkin? Yes, Terry Goodkin. Thank you. Terry Crook is a different author that I actually haven't read his stuff. I like high fantasy. I've never been able to really enjoy Tolkien, though, because I don't care for his writing style. I don't tend to care much for sci-fi, so I'm not as big into Star Wars as uh, Odin is. Blasphemy! Oh. <laughs> I can understand the whole thing with the Lord of the Rings. That's the one I was saying, because they are over-descriptive yeah, the in their books. kind of hard to get into. Yeah, I tried to read one once, and they were they were like that. Like, if you're not gonna sit down for it, it's just a little draggy. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess that means your least favorite would be like sci-fi. Yeah, I think <laughs> for me, I really prefer character-driven stories. I just haven't been able to find a sci-fi that really strikes that chord. I mean, that's fair. And I didn't think because I, you know, I forgot this. Like, this is the second time we've done this because the first recording didn't do so well. So behind the scenes, look. But uh, Clover mentioned fiction, nonfiction. So most of us did fiction. Nonfiction, I guess I would read true crime, but not a lot of nonfiction. I'm not super into like a lot of the nonfiction stuff. I know you, Chris, you probably like the history stuff because yeah. I buy you a lot of history books. <laughs> yeah, a lot more history driven. A lot more of probably like uh, Roman, Greek, mythology type stuff. You have like three copies of The Art of War, right? Like, yeah, I think I bought you two of them. Yeah. I have the actual, like, original one, I think, that is the one that you got me, that's the traditional one, and then I've got one that somebody got me that is, like, the art of war from a couple of different generals' perspectives. Like, they read it and came up with their own version of it, and it's, like, their different published viewpoints and all on it. And I think I have another one that's kind of similar to the one you got me, but it's a lot briefer. Yeah. How about you, Clayton? Fiction, nonfiction, so... I definitely lean more towards fiction. Nonfiction, I find, doesn't hold my attention well enough. You know, there's been a few biographies that I've read, uh, mostly when I was in high school, that really held my attention. I would have to say, would you count, like, lore and, like, mythology to be nonfiction or fiction? No, it's, it's fiction. It's just historical fiction. Okay, I was going to say, because I think we've all read some of those. I wasn't yeah. sure about that. <laughs> yeah, Odyssey, Alien. Yeah, so you had to read those in school. I have a couple of different copies of those as well. <laughs> I really enjoy those kind of things, like the Odyssey. I really like get doing deep dives into uh, like Christian mythology. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there. Technically, the Bible is nonfiction, or no, it's fiction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always mix fiction and nonfiction up. <laughs> I'm like, nonfiction is the stuff that's real. Fiction is fake. Yeah, fiction think. is make believe, and if it's yeah. not make believe, then it's not fiction. I know, it's weird. It's a clunky way to describe it in my head. So, from books... Yeah, I know, right? But, so, from books to TV shows. Uh, I started the last one also, when y'all could take it this time if you want. Favorite kind, least favorite, give an example. I'll pick for you. Uh, Clayton, you want to do it this time? You want to start sure. this one? So, like, TVs and movies? No, TVs. We'll probably do movies next. Okay, I'm kind of so like splitting up. Uh, well, with TV, I also tend to lean more towards character-driven. 
Like I really just got done with a play a watch through Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I really love. And I don't always enjoy the ensemble comedy stuff like Parks and Recs and The Office. For those, I like to watch clips on YouTube, but mostly I just kind of skip the actual show. But I really enjoyed Brooklyn Nine Nine. I also like shows like Supernatural. Oh yeah. I've just finished a replay of all fifteen episodes of that. 15, 15 seasons. seasons. <laughs> 15 oh, seasons Jay. of that. You're my hero. <laughs> yeah, he's like ninth watch of the 15 season show. Well, I mean, it was only my second time That's watching good. season 15. Yeah, it was it's just, like good. Like, I discovered it in season four, and every time a new season would come out, I'd rewatch the whole show up to that point again. And then sometimes when you were bored, you'd rewatch it. I think this is like your 10th rewatch of at least the first season. Uh, yeah, but it's. Beyond that, I actually really like anime. Yeah. You know, I'm all cut up on One Piece, which is... A feat in and of itself, because they're on episode 1,000. 1,000, like 60 at this point. Which they're slowly corrupting me into with One Punch Man. Yes! (laughs) We are bringing him into the anime mold. (laughs) My favorite anime is an old one. It's Hajime no Ippo, an old boxing anime. It's oh, still yeah. the thing I watch the most if I want to get hype or if I just have some time. I, I tend to rewatch Hajime no Ippo at least once a year, and it's just solid TV. I love it. So you would say, like, your least favorite TV shows would be, like, the, the comedies, like the... No. Well, like, what, even... what would you avoid if you had to pick, like, if you saw a lineup of TV shows, which ones would you be like, nah, hard pass? I hate the Big Bang Theory. So, like, nerd... Attempted nerd comedy that's not actually... Uh, yeah, more like false stab sitcoms. You know, stuff that's trying to be funny but misses the mark. I mean, did mm-hmm. you like Everybody Loves Raymond and all those kind of sitcoms? Yes, they used to have... Actually, I did, but they used to be different. Around the 2010s, sitcoms just changed the way they worked, and they haven't been funny since. Things have changed, man. Yeah, we're getting old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's been so many, they just, like, exploded. Yeah, it's a big thing. And there's so many yeah, more genres I remember of sitcoms, me and Bobby, too. there was uh, some of, I think it was the Wayne's Brothers had did one. One of them had, had done one, and a couple of them from Saturday Night Live all at once. And they all wound up failing in the same year, same season. All big actors and stuff all seemed like they would have went long ways, but it was just too much, too much on TV. Mm. Yeah, I also think they made a mistake where they took their SNL skits and tried to make them into like 30 minute episodes, but those are better for short form comedy. Whereas when you try to stretch it out, it becomes kind of repetitive and it's just not as funny. Saturday Night Live is great because it has like those quick punch, rapid fire, like Naked Gun, you know? Yeah, and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of improvised where some of these shows that are like the one of, I think it's not Keenan. Keenan Peel? Keenan Peel had a pretty good show. Uh, no, it's the other uh, lead guy on Saturday Night Live. One of them, I forget, I forget his name, but uh, he he had a, a show where he like went backwards, forward. Oh, Bob, uh, Bob something. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I can't, oh, yeah, I can't think of his name now. Wait, <laughs> he's not real big, but he's not on there anymore because he left to do this show, and the show just it bombed. It was the one where he was like young in one part of it, and then it would flash back forward up. where he was old, and then it would go back to his middle age. I remember you talking about this, and it was all out of sequence and very confusing. Yeah, yeah. it was hyped real big, but yeah, it failed quick because it was just so confusing. Yeah, but Christy, the, the skits didn't work. <laughs> you want to take your turn? What's your favorite, least favorite in terms of like TV um, shows? Most favorite probably would be some of the older ones. Mash. Oh, Mash was good. Rap Patrol is a good one. 
a lot of them are Hogan's World Heroes. Yeah, Hogan's Heroes. Oh, Hogan's Heroes is really a really good one. Was that That's a TV really... show or was that a movie? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a, TV a TV show. show. Oh, was yeah. okay. I thought it was started out black and white and then went to color. Yeah, it's oh, where wow. you get yeah, the whole I see nothing thing. Yeah, <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> awesome show. Love those. So yeah, I like a lot of the TV series where it's almost like a kind of duality between uh, you get the lot of comedy like in Mash, but then also. The next second, there could be tragedy. Yeah, it's or something really dark situation. happens. Yeah, you kind of get that both sides kind of deal. Those are my favorites. TV series that I don't like. Some of these, uh, I don't know what you would call them, these nurse ones that are the hospital. Oh, uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. Oh, the romance ones. One medical the dramas. I don't care to oh. it. Yeah, medical dramas. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I don't care for the, I don't like the medical stuff anyway. <laughs> but wasn't MASH a medical one? It didn't yeah. focus on the medicine. Yeah, though. but they don't really focus on it as hard as like some of these where you get to see all of the stuff happening. You see a little bit, see a little bit of the blood and all, but I mean, you're not right in there. Yeah, like in MASH, it was more character driven, their situation. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy and medicine. playing around. What about, um, was it Scrubs? Scrubs was a comedy. Scrubs? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're about they, almost the same kind of. They didn't really get yeah, too uh, messy. You didn't see them do the medical procedures like you do on like yeah. House or Grey's Anatomy, where they show yeah. you the crap that's happening. Yeah, about the worst you might get on like Scrubs or something is like maybe if someone died, they would have a really bad moment, and they you know show them wheeling them out or something. But I don't think they really mm -hmm. showed much blood or anything like that. Uh, Clayton, you know, you've watched Scrubs, right? Yeah. yeah. They weren't super, like, medically focused, right? You didn't see, like, operations and no. stuff like you do with some of them? No, like, if there was any operation being done, it was, like, on the table, and you only saw the, like, Turk, the surgeon, from the chest up. Uh, yeah, like, it's insinuated happening, but you didn't see, like, the blood and stuff? Because it wasn't yeah. rated high enough for that, I don't think. No, it was strictly a comedy, and it aired on Comedy Central. They, they weren't yeah. trying to push any boundaries with that. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to uh, Clever. Clever, your uh, favorite, least favorite movie. Uh, not movies, TV shows. Okay, so right now I'm on the Game of Thrones stuff right now because they have the new House of the Dragon, which it's okay, but it's jumping around in time way too much. I'm yeah, pretty much okay. done with Game of Thrones. I watched the show itself, and mm -hmm. I was really enjoyed it at the start. The last three seasons, especially the last season, just mm -hmm. kind of drained that of me, and now I'm not interested in going back to that world. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, the new one's supposed to, it's back in it's three thousand years before all this stuff happened in the actual game of the but it's yeah, just all over the place. You would probably actually like that one more, Clayton, because there's magic. That's when the magic was still around, mm. I think, right? Uh, I mean there's when dragons were around. But the magic was around in Game of Thrones too, because they oh, yeah, had the woman that was the uh, the saint I was saying earlier. Um, was it uh, something of the night? Darkness of terror or something? Oh, what was it? Oh, uh, the truest night before dawn or something no. like that. I think. No, 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 that's not it. You're saying a quote from a pole. <laughs> It'll come back to me later on. I don't know. I blank out half. <laughs> uh, no, the only thing I can think of when you think of quote from Game of Thrones is obviously the winter is coming because you yeah. hear that so much. Yeah, but that's the thing from the Starks. That's their house is saying, which basically means take no, care it, of your own. Yeah, shit's about it's, to get real. It's, it's not their house saying. It is something. I thought their house saying was winter's coming. No, that that's a, a joke they actually make in one of the episodes when one of the kids is being like tutored on the sayings of the houses. 
Oh. And they say, what's the saying of House Stark? And the kid goes, winter is coming. And I don't remember what the teacher says the saying actually is, but he does correct him. says, no, that's not a saying, although that is something they do say themselves a lot. That's what they said about the Lannisters, because he said something about the Lannisters. And he goes, no, that's not uh, the House of Lannisters saying. That's something else. That might be it. Because yeah, Lannister the Lannisters... Yeah, because that, that's what they thought they're saying was, was Lannisters pays their debts, but it was something else. Yeah. yeah. I would I would trust her on this, because she's apparently read some of the books, too, and she said the books are way better than the show. Yeah. But I can always believe that, because the show caught up with the books, and any time a show catches up with the books, it sucks, because they start making shit up that's not in line with the books. Well, he was making the books as the TV show was coming out. Mm -hmm. Like, the first couple were made before the TV shows, but then the next ones of it is he started putting them out while the show was going on. So that way there was no spoilers and no one knew what was going to happen. Yeah, but it always feels rushed. So that's your your favorite kinds, is that, that kind of genre? It's fantasy. Like? It's uh, supernatural. It's like with Supernatural. I like stuff like that. That's fantasy. It doesn't matter the gore too much. I'll just have to stay up and watch it if it's super scary stuff. I don't care too much for the sexual part of it. I'll guess I'll deal with it, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, googly eyes over it like most people are when they see those scenes. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I don't mind watch, like reading it, kind of, because I could tone it out. I could tone myself out when I'm reading, so just yeah, so I can get can, past that part. You could skip some of the words and be like, okay, they're done. Yeah. They're, their clothes are back on. All right, let's get back to plot. <laughs> mm -hmm. no. Other than that, the, the plot to Game of Thrones is pretty good. But other than that TV show, another TV show is that Supernatural, and then uh, MASH was another good one. I like the older shows. The, it's It just feels better watching those types of shows, the older yeah. Like, I, I just, I watched a couple Marilyn Monroe movies. They're not TV shows, but a couple of her stuff. Like, it just, I don't know. I just, I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> no. I mean, you're also watching it with nostalgia glasses, so you're more fond of it than you would if you'd seen it for the first time. What would yeah. you say your least favorite type of TV shows? Like, what would you just completely avoid? I guess I treat TV shows and books like I would food. <laughs> I'll eat it. I'll read it. <laughs> I'll deal with it. Um, so as long as it catches your at least, attention. Yeah. As long as it catches my attention, my short attention span, because I am a squirrel. <laughs> Queen of the squirrels. Yeah. My least favorite one, I guess it would be American Horror Story, because I haven't watched it yet. Because that's going to probably be way too gory that I could think of. Um, yeah. Charmed. Alright, so if it's a TV show that's super focused on all females, I already kind of know where the plot's going to go. There's going to be a lot of jealousy, a lot of bitching back and forth, and a lot of drama-drama, because it's a bunch of females. Yeah, they no, Nothing against females, though. but that's how they make those shows. Yeah, they make us so all have to be bitches. Like, apparently yeah. we're hormone all the time and we hate other women, which is not yeah. actually how female friend groups work, but... That, and a lot of TV shows that have a strong female actor at the beginning and all, all of a sudden throughout the series as you're watching it, it's like she starts getting Botox injections and everything else and she starts looking more different towards the end of the show. Oh my because God. they're trying to make her character look even better to keep you focused because she's the one that drew people in. Yeah. And like, they the plot goes from... Yeah, like the plot goes from being really good and secure, like a really good plot, to where this is this is a gripe I have about things. I would rather watch the first season because the first season's always going to be re better than any other part of the season of any other TV. 
because then they're going to just start drawing it out or they're going to just try and rehash what they did at the beginning and just do it again and just make it shittier. Yeah, it's rare that a show managed to land that ending. It's like the hardest part. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't nail the ending, it sours the whole thing because that's the last thing you saw. Yeah. And that's what you're going to remember. Because they did it in the TV show Lucifer really good for the season or so. And then it just seemed like it started dragging it out. You could feel while you're watching it that it's just dragging stuff out. It's just making it linger. It's like stabbing somebody in a point where they'll just bleed out slowly. It's like stabbing again, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I but, actually um, just finished watching Lucifer. What did you think? It's you a think good it show, but end? it just some of it the, just drags on when you already know what's going to happen. The Christian mythology aspect of it, I like yeah. the ideas it had, but I did not like the will they won't they relationship that it's strung out through the entire series. The yeah, was the worst part. Right. but I mean that yeah. makes sense. I never it's did like... really get into it too much. I think I watched a couple. And then I think we might have been watching on Netflix or something, but I wound up losing that subscription, so I never did get to finish it. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and the premise always interested me, but I knew I wouldn't like it because it was it was very focused on that romance between the detective and Lucifer. And I'm like, no, if it was Lucifer and like a male detective and it was focused on a relationship that wasn't romantic, I would be down. But I knew that it would eventually just rotate around it like Buffy. Buffy Angel, Lucifer, all have the same problem. They get so focused on the romance that it ruins the show. Yeah, yeah. Then it's Wait, like, I, oh, you went from hunting vampires to now you're just hunting one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I, I could never really get into Buffy, but I did really like Angel. Mm. Yeah, and I guess I, like, jump in. Like, my favorite show is completely different from everyone else. I love Forensic Files and Deadly Women. <laughs> Jan's, Jan's scheduling a murder. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite comes home and sees me watching Deadly Women. Oh, honey. Should we have a talk? Please, if that's the case, she's been scheduling that murder for 15 years. She's just what? trying to hash out all the perfect details to make sure no one finds you. Longer than that, because I was watching Forensic Files with my mom in college, and she would be like, please turn that off. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> but it's funny because I'll watch that, but I won't watch anything with gore or like horror. But the real shit does not bother me. I'll watch them go through the Which is like, this is blood and semen. And I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> Ridiculous. God. Like, this is a fake head. Oh, God, take it away. <laughs> so I have to say, like, that's why I split TV shows and movies apart because my opinions between the two of those is way different. Because in TV shows, I go for like the nitty gritty, like, mystery, like my books. You know, oh, well, then why, why wouldn't you like. Stuff, like, house? They have Hannibal Lecter, that's mystery. But it's too uh -huh. gory. Well, you just yeah. kind of look away from that. A different kind of mystery there. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, it's cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, like, and, what's the mystery? Who am I eating? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think the difference is, like, in a lot of those shows where it's about, it's in the fiction ones, they romanticize murder. In Hannibal, he actually has, like, a romantic relationship with this other dude, and he wants to eat him. And they make that seem like it's sexy. Whereas in well, Forensic mm -hmm. Files, they're like, this murder happened, and this is awful and atrocious. Well, no, it's... Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that isn't it. It's... He's fascinated by the guy because he, uh, he messes with that dude's brain, the main character. Because Hannibal Lecter's in it from the very beginning. Spoilers, after I already said it, what it was. I mean, the name but of the show is Hannibal. Yeah. He's at the very beginning. 
it kind of lets you know who it is. But once the guy, because the, the main character is a person that would go on a crime scene and he could figure out everything that goes on because he takes the mind of the killer. Like a well, what ends up happening is Hannibal Lecter is slowly making him go crazy because he's going into the mind of a serial killer too much and he's becoming one himself. And Hannibal Lecter messes with him to make him do those things. Yeah, but I mean, that's like... That's what throws me off, though. Like, shows like Forensic Files and stuff like that, or the ones I've watched, they don't make it seem... They don't make murder seem interesting. They're like, oh. this is terrible. This is what happened. We're going to show you how to solve the crime. Where shows like Hannibal or Dexter, perfect example. Dexter is a murderer yeah, like who kills murderers. Glorifying yeah. the murder. Yeah. Dexter glorifies murder. Because he's murdering yeah, the like, bad guys. Fine. But he himself is a monster. Yeah. Like, he does shit that's almost worse than some of those guys. Like, I, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't stomach Dexter. But he's that, just a, he's very just good at his cleaning job. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but very I'll OCD. Watch, yeah, but at the same time, I'll watch shows like House, where they get into, like, the nitty- Like, I'm the opposite of Christopher. I'll watch shows like House, where they get into the nitty-gritty, here are the arteries on the heart, this is how it works, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. if you give me Grey's Anatomy, I'll be like, no, thank you. This is just romance and people fucking in broom closets. I'm good. <laughs> 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 that's what ruined oh. house they got to the point where they're like oh he's sleeping with this person and this person and i'm like please stop just show me the the case of the day of this weird like it's not lupus is it it's never lupus you know? <laughs> just just have a case file on the window where the people here you go we got what you wanted <laughs> right <laughs> but all right so um movies uh we will let so I'm going to start this one. What's your favorite, least favorite movies? Okay. My favorite movie is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. <laughs> you put that movie on repeat for like a month. I know. Yeah. I memorized the lines and everything for the first one. Did it so much that I broke it. I had five or six different copies. I had director's cup. I had collector's cup collection and shit. It is ridiculous. Other movies, I would, how I usually do it is I'll like an actor. If I like that actor, after the Pirates of the Caribbean, I like the actor Johnny Depp. Then I deep dived, stalkerish, found out everything about him, watched all his movies. It's a little bit ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to think of another movie I like. Uh, you did do an Alan Rickman stalkering for yeah. a while there. <laughs> yeah, that one too. That one, I had his address pinned on a map. So yeah, I crazy. remember that. I was like, this is, you're getting creepy. <laughs> I had to like pinpoint with uh stuff on it. I'm fine. I'm pretty sure I'm with me. I'm good. Nothing's wrong here. He's been with this girl for a couple of years. Their girlfriend and boyfriend. And they're like, calm down. <laughs> he divorced this one. Got back with this one. <laughs> I got a chance. Um, I got I got this little millisecond of a chance. <laughs> you, you could write biologies on the movie stars that you had crushes. Yeah, <laughs> if I have the attention span to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways, back on the favorite one. Robocop, Judge Dredd, those, the older ones. I don't care too much for stuff that's been remade. So I guess that would be on my lower list is any movies that are remade, like from the originals. Yeah. To me, isn't going to interest me as much. I would rather go watch the original one, and then maybe I'll try to stomach my way through the remake ones, but I'm already going to have that negative side saying it's probably going to be shit, and it's not going to look as great. Yeah, remakes is always a dangerous territory, because if you change yeah. anything, people are going to be pissed because they love the original. But if you yeah. stay the same, you're telling the same story, so what's the point? But, um, let's see. Yeah, and you won't pick up the newer generations. Super, super gory movies. <laughs> like, over, overly dramatic gory movies I don't care for too much. I'm trying to think of a specific name of a movie. I mean, if you're talking about gory, 
Saul? Saul is the um, I think of. Yeah, I guess it would be Saul. But I mean, we did watch the person that overviewed some of that stuff and it kind of made me want to watch it. Because I can be like, okay, well, when he gets to that scene, I can just look away. But since it has so much gore, I'll probably be looking at the wall the whole rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I guess if you were thinking of like another gory one, it would be like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think that one's really bad. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any other one that I've tried to watch but couldn't. Oh, Pearl Harbor. I try to watch that movie so much, but it's more like a lullaby. As soon as it starts, I am a, I am like my mom when we read her books. As soon as it comes on, I'm gone. <laughs> I had the same problem. He well, did. Uh, I tried the, to watch it. The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I tried to watch the Chronicles of Narnia, I would just pass out. That's ridiculous. I, I was never able to make it through that whole movie. It's like a sleeping pill. I remember the ghost. The wardrobe, a part with a lion, <laughs> and then kids running through a field to go after the, the lion or somebody else. <laughs> and then and wasn't there pirates or something? Uh, yeah. Well, on the spoof movies, yeah. You know, it's so funny. Uh. But maybe I don't know. I legit never tried to watch Narnia because I always thought it was like that movie with the Indian in the cupboard. Oh, that was oh. a good movie. Yeah, that I would have watched that. I thought, no, when I was younger, when Narnia first came out, like the first movie, I thought there was a remake of it, and I was like, no, I'm not watching that. And then they were like, no, there's a Jesus line, and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, we're gonna, we're gonna have to just do an episode just analyzing movies, because I watched Benjamin Button, I think two years ago, when I was living in my other place. I had a friend that was telling me to watch it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I was actually a good yeah. movie, because I've never watched it before, and I finally got to watch it. Oh, I oh, know. We could totally <laughs> jump on movies. So, who wants to do their favorite, least favorite movies next? Uh, I think it's Clayton. Oh. Uh, Clayton or Crick, whichever yeah. one of you wants to do, take it. I'll let you fight. Anyone wants to know Crick is Christopher? Probably going to be <laughs> mostly Star Wars, but mainly uh, the comedies, kind of like uh, Soul Plane or <laughs> White Chick. Spaceballs? Uh, movie. Oh, Spaceballs. <gasps> oh, Mel <laughs> Brooks movies. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, that would have to be uh, another one. Another, of the, uh, yeah. Shows is oh, we're getting all the ideas out now. Version. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that one is hilarious, but don't let your kids watch it. Yeah, no, no, none of these movies. <laughs> Definitely <done>. not. <laughs> oh, I don't think I covered it. A uh, lot of sci-fi stuff, but mainly yeah. comedies and all, but yeah, a lot of Jackie Chan, Jet Li. Mythology ones. Movies. Uh, like, we ha we had a spot that we were watching Greek movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did have a lot of those that came out. Like, they had that one uh, author, King Arthur. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Oh, those are pretty good. Jumping the subject, but you know what us three watched growing up that we all loved? Xena and Hercules TV shows. Yeah, oh, Xena, yeah. Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. We watched the shit out of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to watch that too. That was pretty good. <laughs> least but, favorite? I don't yeah, know. I mean, other than some of the older movies, I don't really care for too many of the movies that come out now because most of them are either remakes or... From books. It's like one made one genre, and they just keep spitting them out one after another. Yeah, uh, all rom coms, like the r yeah. Marvel movies, Ugh. and they're really long, and I just can't, I can't sit there. The majority of my long and slow. It's like they draw the story out. I either fall asleep or I lose lose interest and walk away. I don't know when it started. I got, I'd rather have my TV series. Yeah, in my minutes head, action, then I'm done. Yeah, in my head, it started like the Lord of the Rings, but I think it was before that when movies started getting like way longer. They went from like the one hour, almost two hour, to like three hour movies now. Yeah, it's so ridiculous though. Mm. We're sad. I think the Lord of the Rings played a role in it, but then also yeah. the Dark Knight. Yeah, the yeah. Dark Knight was long. God, I remember the Dark Knight. We were halfway through it, and I'm like, "This is the end, right?" No. 
It had like three climaxes <laughs> in it, and it was a good movie, but it like never ended. <laughs> so your least favorite would be like just the newer stuff that's coming out. Yeah, that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, a lot of the newer repeat stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of like genre bait where they do one movie and then they just like, oh, people like this, let's make it again, but four times. Yeah. Sharknado, Sharknado 2, yes, Sharknado oh 3, God. Sharknado 4. Sharknado with a chainsaw. <laughs> oh. I mean, the Sharknado thing, that's just that's just classic sci-fi B-movie uh, stuff, right? They, yeah. Sharknado just has better press than most. <laughs> yeah, I just remember the scene with the guy with the chainsaw and the shark oh. coming at him and he cuts it in half and pulls oh. the girl out of it. And you're like, how did you okay. cut her in half so, Alright, so I found out what my least favorite movie was. Okay, it was um that movie that I hated that I had nightmares of. I don't Frighteners. Oh, yeah, Frighteners. Frighteners was a comedy. Oh, <laughs> I know. One but I was horrified by that. Yeah, the ghosts <laughs> like crawl into the wall and stuff. Yeah, it was the ghost with, I believe, oh god, no. I couldn't sleep guy... for weeks as a child with seeing gonna... numbers on people's heads. Michael I was. Michael Fox, right? That's who oh, was. Oh, so bad. I think. It was Frighteners. Michael Fox was in Frighteners. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's the movie I've never where, like, really seen it, though. Yeah, like the ghosts all had numbers carved on their forehead. It was a comedy, but the visuals were scary. Yeah. Terrifying to me as a child. Laughs, but it was <laughs> Yeah, scary. it wasn't like, like bloody or anything. It was really yeah. freaky. <laughs> yeah, like the walls would move and ghosts yeah. would come at it. Yeah, that was probably the most uh, memorable thing for me was that whole ghost moving on the wall. You see a face just... Yeah. See, I don't remember none of that. The wall and then <laughs> goes back in and it's gone and it's like, oh, I just no. remember the cowboy guy that was green looking. The wall doesn't have ears, it has a face. <laughs> yeah, that was creepy. So I know I'm about to open a can of words because Clayton is very dependent on movies. <laughs> it's all good. Makes good discussion. Gone and pop off Clayton. Favorite, least favorite. <laughs> uh, well, I am a big fan of the Marvel movies, actually. Because uh, yes. I'm an old school Marvel fanboy as it is. Uh, a lot of the comic books. Yeah, I do really enjoy uh, the old spoof comedies. You know, the Liam, the Liam, not Liam Neeson. Leslie uh, Nelson? Leslie Nelson driven parodies like Airplane, Kentucky Fried Movie. Naked Gun. Uh, yep, <laughs> Naked Gun. Uh, I think the last good parody movie I saw was not another teen movie, and all the stuff after that was just bad. They went too far. They went for the gross comedy uh, and the slapstick. Well, they just. I, I don't mind the gross. They just went like they just didn't make good jokes. Did like they were that? making movies based off trailers. They tried to make another one that was kind of like Naked Gun. Was it, I think it was called Breakpoint or something like that, where they would just make these uh jokes that were just ridiculous. Like they would do on on Naked Gun, like you'd pull a gun and something weird would come out of the gun or something. And it was the same kind of thing. It was just like a cop team, and they would just do ridiculous comedy sketches. I don't think, I think I saw it. I think that got canceled after two or three seasons. Oh, it was a TV show? Yeah, it was a TV show that came... I want to say it came out not too recently, but it's been a while since I've really watched TV shows on TV. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably been canceled for five years now, maybe. God, but no, I agree with you, Clayton, on the uh, movie things. Because I remember watching, uh, I think it was called Epic Movie or Movie Movie. Mm -hmm. And that one literally had a spoof in it for, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That made me gag. Like, it was just too much. Like, some of the gross comedy and the older stuff, yeah, it's, 
it's gross, it's stupid, but they went, like, so far beyond. Like, they were trying to get a reaction, and it wasn't the reaction they really wanted to get. Like, the whole thing with, like, all publicity's good publicity, even the bad stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like, I've seen a documentary that talked about how those later spoof movies, the ones that really started the bomb, were made, and they wanted to stay on the edge of current movies, so they were literally basing their movies off trailers for upcoming movies. Yeah, I think the last, like, really good spoof movie, like, not another TV movie was good, but I think, like, the first and maybe the second scary movies were good. I think the fourth one and the third one had good moments, but they were also kind of, like, goofy. But, uh, so, I guess that's... Yeah, actually, not another teen movie came out the same year as Scary Movie 2, so it's right there with them. Yeah, and that's, like, what, (laughs) 20 years ago? 2001, so 21 years ago. (sighs) You're like 2001, and I'm like, oh, not that long. You're like 21. Oh, right. We're That's old. another a good movie. It just popped into my head. Shows some age. Uh, Police Academy. Police Academy Those were good. good. Those were good. I never really got into the ranchy 80 comedies, like Police Academy, Porky's, uh, those kind of movies. Some of the police academies were kind of raunchy, but, like, the, not the main ones. The main ones weren't actually, like, weird like that. Like, I love Winslow with his, like, the making the noises yeah, and stuff. The first couple were really good. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, like, they played, like, pranks on the guy, but it was never something, like, I wouldn't say it was anything, like, pe- anything more than, like, PG. It wasn't anything gross. Like, one time they glued, super glued the guy's hands to his head because they put it in the shampoo bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would never say it was gross or anything. I just never got to him. I'm a big fan of Disney. I really enjoy a lot of the stuff they're doing, especially recently. Like, I actually really, really enjoyed Encanto. Yeah, yeah that was surprising. <laughs> and I, I like that one. I just happened to go past that one and watch it. It's really good. Yeah, Encanto and Coco is really good. If you, if Christopher, if you like Encanto, Coco. you Coco? should you should look up Co- Coco. It is. Is Coco Disney? I thought that was Dreamworks. Yeah, no, that's no. Disney. Coco is a tearjerker. That one will make you cry. And it has like the same kind of nod and love to music that Encanto does. Yeah, and that one is uh, based off of, oh, I'm going to fuck up this pronunciation, De La Muerte, the uh, Day of the Dead in Mexico. Yeah, De La Muerte. But I think it's like De La Muerte. I think, because it's like the day of the dead. But yeah, that Coco was good. Coco's old now, though. It's like five, ten years ago, isn't it? Yeah. Another good army one. I'm just thinking of all these different ones. Stripes. That was a good one. Was Stripes a movie or a show? That was a, a show, movie. right? No, that was a movie. Yeah. Stripes. That was the one with, uh, it had a lot of big comedians. Dan Aykroyd, I believe, was in there. And, uh, God, I don't remember if I watched that one or not. We watched a lot of those military Bill dramas. Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Ghostbuster guys. Ghostbuster, another good one. Yeah, Ghostbuster was a good movie. Not too many people like the newer Ghostbusters. I kind of like the newer Ghostbusters. The newest of, uh, one? The newest or the female one? Because there's another one. Oh, the female one, yeah. Not okay. the, the new new one. I, <laughs> I tried watching the female one. I couldn't. I didn't like it. I, I didn't go into it having a problem with an all-female Ghostbusters. I was actually kind of excited about that as a prospect. But the movie the, itself, I did not find enjoyable. Yeah, the yeah. story was a little weird. I guess I just really wanted to see the uh, the Saturday Night Live crew that played on it. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. I like her. Ain't, ain't that, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Leslie Nielsen. I keep, every time I say her name, I want to say uh, Leslie Liam Nielsen. Neeson. Leslie Nielsen is the guy from Naked Gun. I don't know her name. I don't know the Saturday Night Live people. Not Leslie Brown, is it? No. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Ah. That, she is really good. 
she was the main reason I watched that. She also had a uh, that old uh, TV show, not The Prices. Is it The Prices first? No. Sweep too. What? Supermarket. Oh, Supermarket Sweep. Yeah, it was an old show that they stopped showing. She took that over on uh, Netflix. I believe it was. They were showing it. And it was really good. I don't know if it's still going. I think it's still going. I hope it is. I guess I'll say uh, my hair movies and least favorite because poor, poor Clover is just blinking in and out of existence over there. Yeah. <laughs> Discord issues. That the only reason I wanted to separate movies and TV shows is because of this. I don't like the same kind of TV shows as movies. With movies, I prefer comedies. I don't prefer the like heavier stuff. Though I have watched some of the Marvel movies. I just have a lot of trouble sitting down for like the. And this is clearly an eye thing. I get motion sickness super easy. So the heavy action and bright colors of a lot of those just get me sick. So I yeah. prefer like the comedies and stuff. And obviously I don't want gore in a movie, so I don't watch like a lot of the horror movies or the slasher movies. I can't remember the last one. I don't care too much for the gory slasher movies. I'd rather have my comedies. I, I actually really enjoy like horror movies, but I don't like the gore fest movies. You don't like, like, the torture porn that's come out of, like, the Saw series? Yeah. Like, I do enjoy a horror flick, like the Jason Freddy slashers. Uh, I've recently, thanks to Jan and Clover, watched hey, some... Can you hear me? Oh, here you are. Yes, we're yeah. back. You're back. Watched some of the button. newer horror movies, like Annabelle and... Oh, yeah, we uh, went through all the Conjuring movies. Did we do... Yeah, we did all of the uh, Paranormal Activity movies, too, which I think I don't think you liked as much. Me, me and Clover they, love they, those. They had their moments. Like, I didn't dislike them as a whole, but no, they, they didn't they didn't hit for me. The, uh, the Conjuring movies also were a little hit and miss, but there were some moments in those movies that were amazing. I will say, with movies, I look for different stuff than TV shows, because TV shows, I tend to kind of zone out and watch them, but movies, I enjoy the cinematography. Like, a lot of the Conjuring movies has just good shots with, like, they pan and you'd be looking at somebody, but then in the foreground... Some really scary shit would happen, but no one would react to it. And that was, like, the scariest moments. Or, like, that in the last Conjuring we watched, with, like, the demon on the staircase, where it just stops and stares mm -hmm. at it for, like, a full half minute before it moves. And yeah, you're, like, shitting yourself because you don't know what's about to happen. That was Annabelle with the couple. Oh, Annabelle coming. No. Oh, was it the original Annabelle? I yeah, it was, it was Annabelle. No, it was the original one because it was um when it was the couple trying to have a baby. Oh, right. Uh, when they had the baby, and they went and she went into that sub basement uh, of the building, and she was trying to leave the sub basement up the stairs. Right. Yeah. And the one where they introduced the magical black person who died at the end to save everybody. That was really bullshit. That plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what it was. Like the Annabelle movies and the Conjuring movies had really good cinematography. The plot. That was oh, yeah. very let down by the right. Yeah. And the the paranormal activities were okay, but the characters were terrible. There was no one in those movies I wanted to root for. Like, we watched mm -hmm. them out of sequence, because technically the movies are filmed out of sequence. Like, technically the third one happens first. But when we got to the first movie, the two main characters in that one, I hated both of them. I mean, Star Wars kind of did that, where there was out of sequence, too. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, Star Wars, you like Han Solo yeah. to root for. He's the bad guy, the bad boy rogue. But, like, the girl you. in Paranormal Activity was, like... You hope she died. <laughs> yeah, kind of, right? Like, she was very obnoxious, and the guy was just an asshole. He did... If your girlfriend is terrified and tells you not to bring a Ouija board oh, and yeah. you promise not to, then he goes and <laughs> borrows one, because technically he didn't buy it. And it's like, you are a dick. <laughs> really? 
That was shitty. Yeah. Uh, I didn't... I think that was the biggest thing that killed the paranormal activity movies for me, is I, I really like character-driven stuff. And with horror movies, you don't often... Like, the closest thing you get to a character-driven story is the villain, right? Like, Jason, Freddy, those movies... The cast isn't spendable. The character you're following is the slasher. But in the paranormal activity movies... What was it? Toby? I want to say his name was Toby. Yeah, I think that's Mm -hmm. what he called himself, the ghost thing. And he's just not there. Like, he he never... Not even at the end. Like, I would have been fine with it if at the end of the first movie, he made uh, some kind of manifestation and appearance. And then you got a little bit of him throughout the bit. So you could actually get to know who this demon is. Like, have some kind of relationship with him other than, oh, he's the excuse for the pulleys. That's yeah. moving stuff, you know? Uh, well, that's because you like character-driven narratives. And in a found yeah. footage film, that... I wouldn't say all of them, because I think there are found footage films that can tell a narrative. That one doesn't. It focuses no. on, look at this scary shit happening. This is crazy. Look at these people losing their shit and slowly going insane. But the people in those movies don't react like normal people. Mm-hmm. Like, both of the men, the husbands in both of those situations, completely disregarded their wives. And I don't care how big of a skeptic you are, if your wife is breaking down, you would do something. Even if you're like, okay, it's not a ghost, maybe somebody's breaking in. Like, if she's freaking out that hard, you would do something. You wouldn't just write her off and ignore her. No, yeah. she's just going nuts. I don't want to go nuts with her. Right? Like with the pool thing. Like the first movie we watched was the third one. Yeah, Chris, like you would have laughed at this. The third one had a pool robot that would just turn on and jump in the (laughs) pool and then jump out of the pool. (laughs) And the husband just went out of his way to prove that, oh, it could happen if certain circumstances met. And she's like, but it happens every day. And it was just wrote her off. He's like, nah, you're just crazy. So then the ghost fucked with him and did something even worse. (laughs) Yeah, the ghost started doing really crazy shit. Oh, that movie did have the best moment in the film, though. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, Clayton. When the babysitter's in the kitchen, and that cheat is standing behind her, and as she turns, it just falls. Mm-hmm. Like, it's oh. in the shape of a Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Chris, oh, it has, like, they have a camera on a revolving fan, and it turns oh, to her. And I hated it. There. It turns away. and then We don't like, need to no, talk about this. It's nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blanket in the shape of a person standing there. It comes back, and it's standing behind her. And she's like, and you like, it's obvious she felt like eyes, so she turns around. And the blanket, as she turns, just falls. And she's like, how did this get here? What the hell's going on? Like, she's like, this is weird, but she just writes it off because, yeah, a blanket magically moving is nothing to be worried about, right? And that's another thing that that I didn't like about the paranormal activity movies is that what they were having happen doesn't make sense with what you know is the story. Like, once you learn the story, at no point do you go, oh, well, this, now I know why these people were being tormented. Like, with the Annabelle series, sure, Annabelle, the demon possessing the doll, is torturing the people, but that's because he's trying to make their mental state weaker so that they would kill themselves and he can claim their soul. He's intentionally fucking with them. Well, you didn't. Mm-hmm. I guess you didn't catch it. That's the exact plot of the paranormal movies. The demon like possesses that woman in the first one. That's what it's doing. It has to weaken their their mental state so it can possess them. Because as the movie goes on in that one, it starts to possess her. My problem is that movie drags, but it's also too quick. Because she goes from fine to standing next to the bedroom for eight hours at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. Possessed mm-hmm. in like a week or something. Like it, it happens so quickly. She'd be going fast. Like, What's Real going fast. on? Like, you resisted so hard for three months, and then now, oh, you're possessed. <laughs> yeah, but the whole point was the demon wanted their firstborn child, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you remember in that movie, they 
pass the curse to them from the third one. Like, it was confusing. But they passed the curse to her to save their kid. Mm -hmm. But that was the thing, like, with that movie, too. They were trying to weaken so they could possess and steal the baby because the demon fed off of fear. The more afraid you were, the stronger it got. Which is why the the housemaid that was there when she was doing all that stuff, that made her feel safe so there wasn't fear. So the demon couldn't feed off her. Mm -hmm. So when they made her leave and she stopped doing stuff that made them feel that false sense of security... The demon got stronger because it's not so much that stuff worked. It's that you thought it worked. Thus, it worked. Yeah. Kind of like a placebo effect. Okay. Mm. Okay. Brain. Brain the safari in. Yeah. Which was <laughs> intro. Right. <laughs> if we go with the psychology, I'm gone. <laughs> All right. But yeah. So little introduction from us four. Us three blind people and this sighted man over here. Magnified <laughs> glass. Yeah. I mean, we overanalyze because you got to get close with that magnifier. Yeah. <laughs> That's just our intros. Uh, coming up, I'm doing a book called Those Who Wake. Eventually, that'll be on here. I just got to finish reading it. Me and Dark Odin and Chris are still doing Andor. The fourth episode's going to come out of that, and we're going to probably keep up with that. Sun Clover, you're going to do... You wanted to look into Game of Thrones. Yeah, comparing the books to the movies stuff, or at least yeah. some scenes together. Yeah, just comparing contrast. You don't have to go, like, we're not going to go into extreme details, but this is just, like, a fan, like, we're talking about it and pointing out, like, the interesting, cool stuff, like, yeah. Easter eggs and Andor and stuff. Yeah. And um, Clayton over here said that he might do Supernatural. We might talk him into doing an episode. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to. You need to do Supernatural. You've watched so much of it, and the lore interests no. me, but I can't watch it. I'm too squeamish. I, I, I feel like I would need to kind of rewatch some more of it. I understand you. No, that's what everybody's doing. We're all like rewatching and taking notes right. and stuff because there's stuff that I you'll see and forget. Just finished a rewatch of it, so it's like, <laughs> and if it wasn't 15 seasons long, I might feel like I could tackle it. Well, but no. We wouldn't do, hey, let's talk about the entire series. Well, no, I would say, I'd want to start like with season one. one. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I've just finished season 15. I don't know if I, I'd have to rewatch season one now. Uh, but I might do it. I mean, I might skip it. around. <laughs> you could uh, skip around. You could pick episodes the best parts. Yeah. The best of season one and the worst of season one. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. You could pick episodes and be like, these are the really good episodes. Like, you could skip to the episode where they break the fourth wall and they talk. Because apparently in Supernatural... The show Supernatural is a book series written by God. Yep. They, one day they're. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this right? doesn't happen in season one. No, this like is like a five, season right? four, yeah, reveal. But one day they go into a bookstore to investigate. It's, they go to a comic book store to investigate a normal ghost haunting or whatever. And the guy behind the counter accuses them of LARPing and says that they are pretending to be the characters from this book. And they get the oh, books, yeah. they buy every <laughs> copy they can to find detailed descriptions of their own lives. Uh, and they track down the writer, and they're told by the angels that they're dealing with at the time that that writer is a prophet of God writing the newest testament. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. And they even have an episode where they do like a theater production of the books. <laughs> so yeah, that's like much later, like season 12 or 13. They go to all girls' school that's putting on a play of Supernatural, and it's like the first two seasons are from the books, so it's true to their life, and then the third act is uh, fan fiction, essentially, and oh, that no. and that brings up a lot of stuff. Like, I really like Supernatural, so and I can probably talk about it. Yeah, for like ever. <laughs> but alright, yeah, so we're gonna end this here. If you guys liked, uh, like, follow us, Spotify, iHeartRadio, a couple other podcasters, if you wanna see us all hanging out together check out dark odin gaming on youtube and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one bye bye, bye.